The following is an encore presentation of Car Talk. Come on, tell the truth, will you? The following is a moldy old repeat of Car Talk. <laughs> That's better. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're broadcasting this week from the Fitness Center here at Car Talk Plaza. Here it is, folks. <laughs> <laughs> For my birth, I'm reading this, and it's from someone named Patty McGuire from Oakland, California. For my birthday this year, my wife purchased me a week of private lessons at the local health club. Though still in great shape from when I was on the varsity chess team in high school, I decided it was a good idea to go ahead and try it. I called and made reservations with someone named Tanya, who said she's a 26-year-old aerobics instructor and athletic clothing model. Sounds great already. <laughs> My wife seemed very pleased with how enthusiastic I was to get started. They suggested I keep an exercise diary to chart my progress. Day one. Started the morning at 6.30 a.m. Tough to get up, but worth it when I arrived at the health club and Tanya was waiting for me. She's something of a goddess with blonde hair and a dazzling white smile. She showed me the machines, took my pulse after five minutes on the treadmill. She seemed a little alarmed that it was so high, but I think just standing next to her in that outfit of hers added about <laughs> ten points. I enjoyed watching the aerobics class. Tanya was very encouraging as I did my sit-ups, though my gut was already aching a little from holding it in the whole time I was talking to her. This is going to be great! <laughs> this is like the seafood diet. <laughs> Day two. It took a whole pot of coffee to get me out of the door, but I made it. Tanya had me lie on my back and pushed his heavy iron bar up into the air. Then she put weights on it, for God's <laughs> sakes. My legs were a little wobbly on the treadmill, but I made it the full mile. Her smile made it all worthwhile. Day three. <laughs> it's deteriorating. The only way I could brush my teeth was by laying the toothbrush on the counter and moving my mouth back and forth over it. I'm sure I've developed a hernia, a hernia in both pectorals. Driving was okay as long as I didn't try to steer. <laughs> I parked on top of a Volkswagen. <laughs> Tanya was a little impatient with me and said my, scre <laughs> my screaming was bothering the other club members. <laughs> Day four. Tanya was waiting for me with her vampire teeth and full snarl. I can't help it if I was half an hour late. It took me that long just to tie my shoes. <laughs> she wanted me to lift dumbbells. Not a chance, Tanya. <laughs> the word dumb must be in here for a reason. <laughs> I hid in the men's room until she sent Lars <laughs> to get me. <laughs> As punishment, she made me try the rowing machine. It sank. <laughs> Day five. I hate Tanya more than any human being on the planet. <laughs> if there was any part of my body not in extreme pain, I would hit her with it. <laughs> <laughs> Day six. I got Tanya's message on my answering machine wondering where I am. I lacked the strength to use the TV remote, so I watched 11 straight hours of the Weather Channel. Day seven. Well, that's the week. Thank God it's over. Maybe next time my wife will give me something a little more fun, like a gift certificate for a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Tanya more than any human being. <laughs> it all starts out, you just like the diet. One Oreo cookie, the rest of the bag. Yeah, oh, he well. graduated to the cheesecake eaten right from the freezer. I had a similar experience. Yes, recently. just recently. <laughs> Only it was a one day. My wife decided that it would be a great idea if I went to the gym with her. My wife Wait, goes she to the goes gym. She goes to the gym every day. She goes like four, Nine or ten hours four a day. days a week. I don't know what she yeah. does there. And, and uh, so she says to me, well, you'll do my workout. She figures, I'm a guy. Sure. I, I, I work at the shop yeah. all uh, week. Uh, uh. Right? Hefting transmissions and the sure. like. 
Yeah. She almost killed me. <laughs> and I, I didn't I, – my pride kept me from saying uncle. <laughs> well, that's what happens. You have, I mean, can you let your wife lift more weight than you? Well, we, would, we were sitting no. – we, she shows me how to use all these machines. I sit there, and she says, okay, you're going to do 15 curls. So I do – she does 15 and shows me how they're done. And I remember roughly. So I do 15. And then I get off the machine. She gets on. But before she gets on, she adds weights to the thing. Oh. She does another fifteen. Oh, so I mean, and effortlessly. So <laughs> being the, being the, the guy, I I yeah. do fifteen. How'd you feel I, when you got the twelve? I'm dying. Now. <laughs> and then she does another set of fifteen with even more weight. Amazing. My body, the whole body. <laughs> I felt like you know if if you had been run over by a truck. I felt like that for. Five days. I remember you. I used. I used two tubes of Bengay. <laughs> I was rubbing it on my eyes. My eyes even hurt. Did your hair hurt? Everything. Everything. Every. I, I never I went. Know. I never ever went back, and yeah. I'll never go again. It's barbaric. <laughs> God. Anyway, if you want to talk to us about your car or anything else, uh, our number is one eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven. Guys, this is Red Barker from Trenton, New Jersey. Hey, Red. Red. Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> well, listen, listen to this. Yeah. Last May, I'm driving around the corner from my house. I've got my daughter in the car, and we see a beautiful, big, baby blue convertible on this lawn. Yeah. And it's got a sign in it that says, Are you ready for summer? I immediately slam on my brakes, <laughs> hang a U-turn, jump out of the car, say, no, I'm not. <laughs> a baby blue what convertible? 1975 Pontiac Granville. Oh, what a car. A beautiful car with a le white leather interior, brand new white top, brand new paint job. No. So I buy the car. And I pick up my buddy and his kids and my daughter, and we go on our maiden voyage and smoking a couple of big cigars in the front <laughs> of this car. You're saying it doesn't get any better than this. That's right. <laughs> and the kids are loving it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's smoke coming up from the floor. <laughs> oh. So we pull over. The floor of the car burst into flames. <laughs> the carpet, that is. The carpet. <laughs> so we stop at the 7-Eleven. We get a gallon of water. Who says that American cars aren't exciting? <laughs> <laughs> right. This would never happen in a Toyota. This never. is the point I've been trying to make all these years. You could drive a Toyota for 100 years. You would never have this kind of excitement. <laughs> so you run into the convenience store. You get a gallon of water. They charge you a buck for it. <laughs> and we proceed to drive home while pouring water on the floor. This is great. I love it. <laughs> well, what was on fire anyway? Well, it turns out that uh, the being so old, I guess the floor was rusted through. Of, of course. And there was a tiny little hole. And yeah. the catalytic converter, somebody must have ran over something, was pushed up close to the floor, and the heat from that caused the rug to catch on fire. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that car had to have no floor. So I take it back to the two brothers who had been fixing the car for 25 years, and I said, well, you know, maybe we need a new catalytic converter. They nah, you know, I said it looks like it's got holes in it. Nah, you don't need nah, that. Nah, 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 we'll put a couple of pieces of sheet metal up there and protect the rugs. Well, first they said we're going to crank it down so it's a further away from the floor, and then we're going to weld the piece of sheet metal you got right. under the floor. Got yeah. it, got it. Okay, so. Makes now, sense to me. No more fire, but my girlfriend cannot ride in the car seated next to me. She says this car is putting out too much heat. <laughs> it's you that's putting out the heat, Red. <laughs> so when I drive the car in the summer, she has to sit in the back seat. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. No, no. If I wanted to be a chauffeur, I would have got a different job. Well, the catalytic converter is right under, you know, on that car, if I'm not mistaken, right under where the passenger's feet would be. Yes, it is. And... Mm. uh while it, there may be nothing technically wrong with the converter in terms of, you know, holes and, and such, and it may be far enough away from the floor, 
I'd be willing to bet the converter is probably plugged up. Well, it's the original converter. I know that. I think there are two things going on. I think the converter's no good, and I think the timing is retarded. Ah, that could be. How's it running? The car runs great. I've had, oh, I had nine kids in it, taking them to the shore. <laughs> I had the car in the Elks Parade. <laughs> Did the Elks like it? Uh, they loved it. <laughs> they loved it. What, what, Brad, what do you do for a living? I'm a criminal defense attorney. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really, and, and you have and you have a seemingly a pretty good outlook on life. You seem like like a happy-go-lucky guy, <laughs> or are you just a nut? Is <laughs> he, a criminal lawyer, or is that redundant? <laughs> uh, well, you are living the dream, Red. <laughs> but I, I would have I would put a new converter in, but have the have the ignition timing checked. I bet you. Over the years, they've retarded the timing to make the thing pass some kind of emissions test or whatever. Have them check the timing, put it to spec, put a new converter on there, a new style, honeycomb-style converter, and that's going to fix the problem. Yeah. And right. have them install a heat shield, too. They can, they can rivet a, a piece of sheet metal in addition to the floor that they fixed. They can put another piece of sheet metal between the converter and the floor to act as a heat shield so it will reflect the heat off the converter down Back to the down pavement. instead of up. All right, but that's not going to interfere with my relationship with my girlfriend. No, not at all. Oh, okay. See you, Red. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Enjoy Good luck. your car. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Are you ready for summer? That's the sign. See, the right marketing. So when you want to get rid of the dart, mm. no, you <laughs> the sign of the darts is how you're ready for the junkyard. <laughs> Are you ready for the junkyard? No, I'm not. One eight 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 car talk or one eight 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 two two seven. 8255. Hello. Hey, guys. My name is Linda Weaselquist, and I'm calling from Seattle. Linda. Linda. How are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. I must say, however, that I am originally from Westford, Massachusetts. Westford. Okay. Yes. So, so how long have you been in Seattle, Linda? Oh, about two and a half years now. Are you having fun? Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's kind you of damp. Are you involved in the high-tech business? Actually, I'm not. I'm involved in the consulting business. Ah, low-tech. Yeah. <laughs> is that why you moved to Seattle, like to get a, jo a different job? Well, the job market's pretty good here, you know, so I kind of figured, hey, I'll move here. I graduated from college and decided to have a little adventure. Yeah, where, did, yeah. where did you graduate from college? Cornell. Cornell? Yeah, upstate New York. Far yeah. above Cayuga's exactly. water. There's an awful smell. <laughs> There's an awful smell. <laughs> it's I don't think that's the version that they <laughs> That they call Cornell. <laughs> yeah, so what are you calling us for, Linda? You got nothing better to do? Well, I have. And, and are you billing it to a client? Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a Volvo problem. Yeah. Yeah. Speak I to have us. An, I have a 1970 Volvo 144S. Ah, the consulting <laughs> business good. With uh, 259,000 miles on it. Excellent. Anyway, so about a week ago, my husband Charles walks in and says, "I fixed the Volvo again. Let's go for a ride." <laughs> I, again. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go get a hot fudge Sunday. <laughs> so I walk outside. And my jaw hits the ground because Duck he's tape. really he's really hit the Volvo. I mean, he's really done it this time. Yeah. He cut the top off of the car. <laughs> I've got a chop top Volvo. No kidding. He made yeah. it into a convertible. Yeah. Well, well not a really a convertible. More, more like a, a dump truck, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not convertible to anything. No. Really? Yeah. So he chopped it right off, including the rear window. Yeah. Uh huh. Took the rear window right out. Uh huh. It it's just sitting in Cut off the B pillars. Uh-huh. Excellent. Yeah, it's totally cool. This but is cool. Of I course, love I'm it. Just like, you know, of course, I wanted to get rid of the car forever, so I'm just, you know, oh, man. Well, this, you're well on your way to getting rid of it forever. <laughs> say, this is a good well, start. Thinking, One or two more weekends, it. and it ought to be acceptable for the trash compact. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, that's I can... what my question, and it's become somewhat of a marital debate. The answer here. is you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it is not safe anymore. Are you serious? Yeah, that's exactly my question. Of course it is. Oh, because, you know, I mean, they, they, they reinforce convertibles and stuff, and this is not meant to be a convertible, right? Exactly right. It doesn't exactly. mean it can't be made safer. Okay, well, well how... Here's what he's got to do. Bar on it or something? He's got to go... <laughs> He's got to go down to the local steel shop. The okay. mill. Go right to the mill. <laughs> the mill. And he's got to buy a four-foot bar. 
eye bar and weld it right behind the front seats, right across okay. the back, from side to side, and that'll hold the back end together. Oh, man. Now he's going to want to keep it forever. And then you're going to buy two football helmets. <laughs> Oh, man, I would love to see it. Can you send us a picture? Oh, totally, yeah. Oh, But wow. you're, you're absolutely right. It is yeah, unsafe, yeah. and you, it could be made safe by putting uh, welding a roll cage in. Okay. Or the I-beam is good. Okay. I think Maybe the I-beam is good. Yeah, look around for some construction sites. Maybe you can steal one. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> hey, Linda, good luck. Okay, thanks a lot, And guys. don't drive don't like drive my it. brother, or don't drive like anyone's brother. <laughs> don't drive with your husband, especially. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye -bye. Okay. It's creative, though, isn't it? It's creative. It, it is indeed. You know, it, I've always wanted the fun involved in just <laughs> lopping off the top. Wouldn't it be great? Yeah. I want to do it. Okay, Tommy, I'm not going to ask you if you remember last week's puzzle. Good. Instead, I'm going to ask you a much easier question. Yeah. Compare and contrast the economic policies of King George III and King Louis XV uh -huh. paying special attention to physiocracy as a reaction to 17th century mercantilism. Does it have to be in pen or pencil? <laughs> <laughs> Start working on it. We'll be back in a minute. I was washing antique cars, working part-time for my dad after school. When I got the go-ahead to pick a car and spin around the neighborhood. And even though the RCA dog puts his paws over his ears and howls whenever he hears us say it, this is NPR now. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and killing time at work. Mm. Now, our regular listener knows that the puzzler has been AWOL for several weeks now. Our regular listener? We only have one listener now? We had six. We, we may be down to, one. to none. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but should you find yourself in urgent need of a puzzler, if you suddenly turn to the person next to you and say, whoa, I got to take a puzzler, here's what you can do. Just go to cartalk.com and we'll provide you with a car talk puzzler from the archives. Ooh. And if we're feeling generous, we'll throw in the answer, too. So if you're, if you're desperate, you're, you're lonely, you have nothing to do, and no one at work will talk to you. Yeah, this is the thing to do. Visit cartalk.com and get yourself a puzzler. It will cheer you up. In the meantime, if you want to call us, our number is 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Tom from Indianapolis. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Good. Uh, I'm trying to work bad. on the spelling of Indi Indianapolis. Indianapolis? Yeah. Did I spell Indian or Indiana? Yeah, I got that. It's the Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Indian right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Indianapolis, <laughs> my little Annapolis. <laughs> it don't rain in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, Tom? Well, I have a 91 Honda Accord EX. And I bought it about a year and a half ago, and it had over 100,000 miles on it. So I knew I was going to have to put some money in it, mm -hmm. and I, wanted, I thought I needed new struts. And it was getting about time for brakes because I started to hear them. And uh, so I took it to Midas and got an estimate. And one of the guys said that uh, I had a spring broken. So they gave you an estimate for nineteen hundred and fifty dollars to do <laughs> four-way you know, struts. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember because I was shopping around. And so I went down the street, and I uh, uh, went to this other place, and I liked this guy because uh, he reminded me of you guys. He was kind of a swarmy Italian guy. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, and he. Oh uh, yeah, they'll talk you into anything. Yeah. Okay, so on that day, I had him fix the brakes. Yeah. And uh, he called me up and said that one of my calipers was broken. And so I said, all right, go ahead. He said, so he replaced both calipers. Mm. So I asked him, so why did I need both calipers? And, and he, he said, looked at me and he says... You always replace them in pairs. He, he, he said, well, yeah, I mean, if you have a broken leg and you get a new leg, you don't want one old leg and one new leg. <laughs> Well, I'm glad he's not in the amputation business. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so anyway, um, I, I was satisfied. What the heck? So then I took it back to get the it's a little uh, bogus, by the way, Tom. A little bogus. That's that's a little on the bogus side. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my question: is is whether this guy's bogus or not? And so anyway, uh, I take it back for the strut job in the spring. Yeah. And so again, he says, "Well, okay, you got to do both springs." And what the heck? You know, I was getting all four struts. Uh, What what the heck is just one more spring, right? That's not bogus. Okay. Cool. So anyway. Did that. Next time I went back, you're not going to believe this, he had a huge cabin cruiser. In the- <laughs> <laughs> so then I got worried. I got worried. I guess Did he name it after cruiser. you? <laughs> 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 You'd never bring your boat to work. What kind of a fool is this guy? Come on. <laughs> well, the thing about the calipers, I mean, with 100,000 miles on the car, I... I I wouldn't condemn him for replacing the other caliper. Uh-huh. Uh, he may have seen some signs of the slide mechanism starting to stick and whatever, so it's possible that that was all right. Yeah, uh, it, it's possible, but it, there's not a general rule that says if you replace the one on the right, you got to replace the one on the left. Well, see That's what I'm not saying true. is this guy is really into symmetry. I think it's a neurosis because he says you should have all four tires replaced on your car at the same time. You shouldn't have different brands of tires on your car, and Ooh. now I have. Three oh. different kinds of tires on my car. Oh, so he's going for X-axis symmetry and Y-axis symmetry. <laughs> yeah, when he starts with the Z, <laughs> right. <laughs> symmetry all over the place. Excellent. Yeah, so my question is, is this guy neurotic, or is there some validity well, in this symmetry well, idea? Well, we don't, we don't have a lot of, of data here, because <laughs> you could explain away the caliper thing. And the spring, and if, the you've got, if you've got it off, you might as well put a new one on. In fact, some of the companies that sell replacement springs, I know when we buy them, not from the dealer. You must buy them in pairs. Okay. So it's possible the only way he got them was two in a box. Yeah, and, and if you have if you have uh, one spring that's old and one that's new, mm. the spring is really what's holding up the car. You could have a little cockeyedness from the when you look at it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think we can condemn the guy outright here. Okay. And, and his... Uh, I mean, this is interesting. Oh, well, I don't think I would have neurosis. two different brands of tire on the front if I didn't have to. Yeah, so he's not crazy, uh, and so far it sounds like he's been okay for you. Yeah, yeah, I think he's yeah. all right. Okay. All right, well, I'm glad that we put your mind to rest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you, Tom. <laughs> Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Uh, see you later. Thanks for calling. one mm-hmm. car talk That's 888-227-8255. Hi. 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 Who's this? This is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Jamie. Hi. Now, you sound like an upbeat, uh, happy individual. Well, I try to be. You, yeah, I can tell. See, already she's got that smile in her voice. That's how, How'd you do so that? So you're single, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you from, Jamie? From Green Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay. I mean, who, who couldn't love those Packers, right? Oh, yeah. You got to love them. You got to love them. Yeah. You, you got to love them. Anyone that can wear a cheese thing on his head is going to be all right with me. <laughs> You wear, you wear one of those cheese things? I've gotten some for friends out of state, but I myself don't own one, though. No, good for you. Anyway, <laughs> what, what's going on? Uh, we have a 95 Windstar, Ford Windstar, and it's creaking in the front when you turn the steering wheel. Who's we? My husband and I. How many kids have you got? None. And you got a Windstar? I know. What are you trying to do? Join AARP? Uh, no, 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 no. Trying to sneak in? Make them think you're 65 years old? <laughs> and do all kinds of stuff. We haul all kinds of stuff around in it. Uh, yeah. All right, all right, all, all right. right. Besides, it's cute. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's from Green Bay. Don't yeah. yeah. I hate yeah. to see her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. It slipped out. <laughs> all right. So it's creaking. Yeah. Under what circumstances, again, does it does it creak? Every time you turn the steering wheel. Is it, is it worse if you're sitting still? Yes. And also, if this, this will help you at all, we took it to the dealer. There was a, a recall on something else, and while we had it there, we said, what do you think it is? Uh-huh. And they suggested tie rods. Well, it could, it could be a tie rod and or a ball joint. And these tie rods on this vehicle, if I'm not mistaken, cannot be lubricated. Okay. And neither can the ball joints. Uh, but but it, it definitely sounds like it's coming from underneath the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happens is when, once the grease escapes, or if there wasn't enough grease put in at the factory... Eventually, water gets in there, and rusting takes place, and that little ball and socket joint that's either the tie rod 
or the ball joint they're, will begin they're almost to go. The same. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not good. You can they, the dealer but, couldn't I mean, find they, it. They couldn't do anything. Well, we didn't have them mess with it. We took it to a mechanic who we trust. He replaced the right uh, tie rod end. It didn't help at all. But he said while he had it up on the lift, he'd turn the steering wheel and he didn't hear anything at all. Well, you wouldn't hear it oh, on the lift because on the he, lift. he took the load off the suspension. Right. Okay. What he's going to do is put it on the ground. Crawl underneath. With, with his stethoscope. And he can put that on the ball joints. And the, this thing has inner tie rod ends, too. And I'm sure he replaced an outer. And he can have you turn the wheel mm-hmm. and, and reproduce the noise. And he's going to, in two minutes, he's going to figure out exactly where it's yeah. coming from. Uh-huh. And when he gets the, the spot that's making the noise, it'll be so loud, there'll be no mistaking where the noise is coming or from. Or he can use the time-ordered mechanics principle of, of replace, replace everything. everything. <laughs> he did. Actually, he did replace the tie rod end. Yeah, well, he did. Not enough. That hardly qualifies as everything. Yeah. This guy's no. way too honest. Yeah. Well, after that, he said, well, it must be in the rack, and there's nothing I can do for it, and you have to wait till it gets really, really bad. I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's in, the, in rack. the rack. You don't think it's in the rack? Hey. No. no. Neither, neither one of us thinks it's in the rack. Racks don't make a noise like that. But okay. ball joints and tie rod ends do. Okay, so it could be inner or outer tie rod end or ball joint. Yeah, yeah correct. Okay, thanks so much. All right, good and, luck. And don't don't let this go. Okay, it's I'll sort of take important. It seriously. All thanks. right, bye bye. Bye. One eight 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 car talk. That's one eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. You know what we just did there? We actually gave a caller a semi useful piece. You know of information. It just slipped past me. I didn't even realize that until you mentioned. You know what we just did, and it struck me. Dougie, call UPI. <laughs> call a- Call everybody. <laughs> call NPR. <NPR. laughs> call Harry Shearer. <laughs> We won't let that happen again. <laughs> if you'd like to call us, the number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Dinesh from Los Altos, California. What's your name? Dinesh. Dinesh? D-I-N-E-S? D-I-N-E-S-H. Dinesh. Correct. From where? Los Altos, California. Los Altos. Where is Los Altos? It's uh, right in the heart of Silicon Valley, just ah. south of San Francisco. So you're, you're a computer nerd, huh? No, actually, I'm a trader. I used to be a trader. I trade commodity futures, those heating oil and stuff like that. Oh, you're the, you're the guy that fleeced me out of about five grand last year. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Soybeans. You do soybeans, too? No, you know, no, I don't fleece people for 5000 I go for the big money. For the big money. $1 That's chicken feed, and they, he trades that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. So what, what's going on, Dinesh? Okay, what's going on is, uh, after doing this crazy trading, my wife and I and a friend of us, uh, we're going to be going to Death Valley next month oh. and try to walk the whole park. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> That's why, why they call it Death Valley. <laughs> yeah. So I, the four I'm, of I'm, you are going over to Death Valley. That's good. We're going to walk 180 miles. Really? We're only going to walk during daytime. Oh, that's smart, too. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay, go ahead. We're listening. And uh, we're going to have three cars. We're going to park one car at the beginning of the day's walking. The second car will be parked at the end of the day's walking. Third car is going to be parked right in the middle of the two cars. Sure. And that's where we're going to have our water. Yeah. So we're going to start from car number one, walk seven and a half miles, Mm -hmm. uh, get some more water from the car, and Mm -hmm. continue walking another seven and a half miles till we reach the third car. And then you you all jump in car number three, you drive back, you drop one guy off at car number one, he drives it ahead of car number three, then you pick up car number two and you drive it Seven and a half miles in the middle. and Here's you, what you do. And you keep doing this all day. Here's what you do. You buy four treadmills <laughs> and four sun lamps. <laughs> you can do this whole trip in your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have the garden hose there. So what's the, is there a question embedded in this insanity? Yes. <laughs> what's it, what? All right. These cars are sitting there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. We are in the north end of Death Valley where hardly anybody ever goes in winter, let alone in summer. <laughs> Nobody's crazy enough to go there in the summer, Dinesh. <laughs> and now the question is, if one of these cars, for some reason, break down, mm. we are in big, 
doo-doo. <laughs> a big deep. deep. So what I want to know is, what's likely to happen to these cars that are going to be sitting in 125 degree for eight hours a day for 15 days? Nothing. Nothing? No, what? because you're only going to drive a few miles at a time with them. No problem? No. If you were if you were driving all around Death Valley all day long at 130 degree temperatures, you might experience some kind of difficulty. But if you, if it's just mostly sitting there, I mean, think about what if you left it sitting there forever? What would happen to it? The paint would fade, and the buzzards would eventually <laughs> the buzzards would come eat the car. <laughs> the biggest danger that you encounter is having the car overheat. As far as it's sitting there. The tires aren't going to get. I mean, what, what's the average? I mean, how hot could it be? 130 degrees yeah, in the sun? It, it is. 125 in shade. In the shade. In the shade. So maybe 150 in the sun. Yeah. What are you nuts? <laughs> well, you know, I want to be first at something. <laughs> yeah, that's Every, that's great. Everything in the world is done. You know, somebody climbed the Everest. That's Columbus right. Discovered America. There's nothing yeah. left for so me. So you want to be the first Indian American whose skeletal remains are found <laughs> in Death Valley? Is that what it is? Well, that's okay too. That's that, okay. that would be a first. That's sure. a first. You're going to be the first to walk across Death Valley in summer. In the in summer. In the summer. In the in the heat of the summer. We definitely. You know what we need? We need a series of pictures. We need day one when you're at zero miles. Yeah. We need a picture of you and the, the rest of the group. Okay, yeah. maybe you can get a lizard to take your picture. <laughs> and Guido the guide. <laughs> so if you would like us to chronicle it for you for the world to see, okay. so that when you reach the end, we can have a big celebration saying that you were the first to do this, send us a whole series of pictures. And the log. We want to know... Everything that's gone yeah. on. All your misfortunes, good fortunes. Exactly. Well, we better send it every day in case we don't make it. Of course. Of course, yes. yes. Email us. <laughs> okay, I have one serious question. Now. Yeah. I, somebody told me I should crack the windows of the car while they, are, while they are parked there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What's the reason for that? Because it's going to get mighty, mighty hot in that car. As a matter of fact, there are little uh, fans you can buy that are solar-powered. That you yeah. can stick in the window, so you roll the window down a few inches, and you put this fan in there, and it'll keep it'll keep the car cool. Because it'll get hotter inside the car than it is. And outside. And you run the risk of blowing out a window if it gets that hot in there. Exactly. You may come back and find one of the windows shattered. So we should crack one or two windows, no. or all the windows. Well, I, I, well, one, I mean, one... you can leave all the windows wide open. No one's going to steal anything. Well, with my luck, somebody will be just passing by and <laughs> take everything. Oh yeah. Can. Good See, luck. It, it, Dinesh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, I thank look you very forward much, to the As they say, nice knowing you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Good bye luck. Bye. I think it's... See, he wants to be first at something. And he made enough money from suckers like you buying pork bellies yeah. that he can go do this. He didn't mention that those three cars that he's got, they're all Porsches. Oh, yeah. We knew that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's time to take another short break. Oh, uh, station identification? No, station underwritification. <laughs> we'll be right back in a minute. I've been living in this town for quite some time It's been 18 years since I've crossed the county line And I sold almost everything that was mine Now I'm leaving town with nothing but the bottom line Hundred dollars and a half a tank of gas A shirt that's on my back and a beat-up orange cap And even though Malyazis everywhere think to themselves, you know, Smith has a nice ring to it whenever they hear us say it. This is NPR, National Public Radio. Ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and the known new puzzler. <laughs> the puzzler is taking its annual summer hiatus, and we know that while most of you are saying 
Thank God there are a few misfits out there who can't seem to go a week without a car talk puzzle. And for them, we have what? Shock therapy! (laughs) (laughs) And our weekly archival puzzler at our website, cartalk.com. So if you need a puzzle, go there. In the meantime, if you have a puzzler you think we can use in the fall, send it to me here at Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge, our fair city, Matt 02238, or email me your puzzler suggestion from cartalk.com. And don't forget to include the answer. <laughs> In the meantime, if you want to give us a call, our number is 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's one 888 Hello, you're on. Hi, my name is Kim, and I'm calling from Amherst. Hi, Am- Mass? Amherst, Mast? Amherst, New Hampshire. No. New Ham- where where is it. that? It's um, a little bit east of Milford. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it, which, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Which, uh, if, you're st- if you're facing the North Star, is, okay. which, which, where's the Atlantic Ocean? On my right. Okay. Oh, you're right. Amherst, that's good enough. <laughs> and Milford, it would be? A little bit to the left of where Amherst is. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the only town I know in New Hampshire is Portsmouth, and I know it's north of that. How much north? It's actually east of that. Oh, okay. Portsmouth is east of Amherst. By how much? A lot? Well, like an hour. Oh, 15 miles, huh? In New Hampshire, yeah. New Hampshire roads. Okay, Kim, now that we've got you uh, triangulated, (laughs) (laughs) and we know that you're a wise guy, uh, what's up? Well, I have a 1994 Nissan Sentra, and it has 90,000 miles on it. Wow. And my mother, who you've spoken to before... Really? Yes. She's a nosy Nelly. She's called us, your mother? Yes. On the show? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's we her name? Her name's Nancy Clinton. No last names, please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nancy. Okay. Okay. And she said that my timing belt should have been changed at 80,000 miles. So I called my mechanic, who said that it didn't have to be. And then, actually, my fiancé called my mechanic. So now she's saying it should be because anything over 80,000 miles, I'm driving on borrowed time. And my fiancé, because we're getting married this year and we just bought a house, doesn't want to spend the money. See, I'm not even sure your car has a timing belt. It has to, doesn't it? Mm. Your car may have a chain. Okay. Did you consult the Nissan dealer? No. See, now, if we were, if this was a high-tech show... We'd have the We'd have computer. a computer next to us. We would be able immediately to check the specifications, and we would be able to tell you without any question whether or not this car had a timing belt or a timing chain. Well, On we do have hand, a technical advisor. <laughs> well, Wait a minute. Right? We're looking for him. <laughs> looking okay. for... Mm, no, he's not here. <laughs> but either way, doesn't it need to be changed? No, it point? does not. If it's a, if it's a belt... Okay. It does need to be changed at some point. Usually it's at 60,000 miles. Okay. A timing chain, on the other hand, being a chain and made out of chrome steel, (laughs) does not have to be changed until it starts doing ugly things, which it usually doesn't even do. Okay, now if it's going to do something ugly, then what's it going to do? Like, how am I going to know? What usually happens uh, to these, I mean, assuming it has a chain. Okay. And I don't remember. And you should, you could call the dealer. You should call the dealer because if it has a belt, you're really well over the time that it should have been replaced. Okay. And your mother, nosy Nelly, Nancy, is right. Okay. However, if you have a chain, what typically happens is one of the chain tensioners or, or the uh, guides will break. Mm-hmm. And you will, it'll be accompanied by a constant grinding noise. Right. Yeah. You'll hear... Every It'll sound like you your blender is on. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of noise all the time when the engine's or running. Or like you're driving my brother's 63 Dart. Correct. <laughs> okay. So, so if, the, if the engine is quiet, assume that all is well and ignore this whole thing. Okay. Assuming that you don't have a belt. Okay. But you you should at least make the phone call. Okay. And find out if you have a belt or a chain. She okay. did make the phone call and we couldn't answer. <laughs> I mean, we should. We really should know. We should. I mean, why don't you know something? <laughs> I mean, every week I sit here and I struggle with these difficult questions, and I look over to you. I don't get any help. <laughs> Dougie, why doesn't he know anything? What? I thought I was just coming in for therapy. I mean, th- your job every week is to make me laugh. 
I do everything. My life is a shambles. <laughs> I come in here I, once a, a week. None wait, of my ex wives Give me an example. <laughs> None who, of my ex wait, who starts the show? Who's <laughs> the one that says, hello, welcome to Carter? <laughs> That's you. Me. Yeah. Who does the puzzler? You. I, I, I do the question. You who do. gives the puzzler answer? You do. I do. <laughs> who does the closing credits? <laughs> you do. Who answers all the questions? <laughs> you do. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> I'm here for therapy. I'm here for my speech therapy. Jeez. I'm telling you. My life is a shambles, and I come in here for one lousy hour a week so you can cheer me up. All right, I guess I'll have to. your job. You're on your own, Kim. As my older brother. (laughs) You're on your own. Okay. (laughs) Let us know so we can help the next unfortunate soul that calls. Yeah. Okay. See you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for nothing. You can hear it in her voice. Boy, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, well, you should I was counting on you. (laughs) (laughs) 1-888-CAR-TALK or 1-888-227-8. Hi, this is Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Naomi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I've been better. good. Yeah. (laughs) What's up? Okay. Where are you from, though? Oh, Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Way over in, yeah, Utah. Yeah. So you're from England? Yes, good. <laughs> okay, just Not a guess. Not a Utah accent, huh? But you've lived here for a while, haven't you? Yep, exactly. Oh, you're good. Most people guess Australia. Yeah. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you how long you've lived Australia. here. Australia. Okay, What's that? Let's, okay, let's hear. <laughs> I'll give you money if you know. I, I'd say you've lived here. Yeah. Uh, at least twelve years. Oh no, seven. Oh, seven. That's pretty close. Is it? Actually, twelve might be close too. Let's see. It's about 12, 7, yeah. Yeah, 7, seven to 12, yeah. My brother got a prison sentence that long one. 7 to 12. 7 to 12. Yeah, so what's up, Naomi? Okay, I drive a Jetta, 85, I think. I've had it since November. It's been a pretty good car. It's got a little red light on the dashboard when for oil, I think, is what it's for. But my oil's fine. It's clean. It's chopped up. But this light goes um, off uh-huh. all the time, and it makes this noise. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'm glad I didn't have to do it. It's, and it's yeah. so loud. And it started doing it a while ago, and I thought I could deal with it, you know. But now it's almost nonstop, and it's, you know, kind of road rage is creeping up on me. I want to hit the car in front, and it won't stop unless I put it in neutral and rev. And I'm trying oh. to make this trip up to Missoula soon. No. Don't want eight hours of me. You know, so I want to know. Here's my question. Don't worry. You will not have eight hours of that noise. Okay. I can just about guarantee you that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, you might. (laughs) (laughs) I think I will. (laughs) You're going to wish you had eight hours of that noise. (laughs) You got a lot of miles in this car, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, The odometer doesn't move anymore. Oh. It's that old. Where did it stop? At like 150? I don't. Yeah. Around there. You don't pay attention much to this stuff, do you? (laughs) No, not the numbers, evidently. Well, 7, 12. 7, 12, the light. I think it's oil, but I'm not sure. Well, the light's kind of distracting and the noise, you know. And yeah. like... Of course, you haven't had anyone look at this. Nah. No, not nah. yet. This car has that little buzzer, which is under the dash, which is very difficult to find. Okay. But if you get it to make the noise, obviously, you can you can home in on it, so to speak. Okay. But it also has two oil pressure switches. Okay. One to detect excessively high oil pressure mm-hmm. and one for low oil pressure. Okay. Now, if your pressure is either too low or too high, that's bad. If okay. it's too low, it means you have either uh, worn bearings or a bad oil pump. And if it's too high, it means the oil pressure relief valve is bad, and you're in danger of blowing off the oil filter, okay. <laughs> which could be pretty exciting. And okay. if the pressure is too low because of the other reasons, you're in danger of blowing the engine. Because, oh, kidding. Because okay. it's not getting lubricated where it's supposed to get So what you need to do is take the thing to a shop uh-huh. and have them test the oil pressure. Well, she okay. knows already. Okay, the, yeah. The sound stops when she revs it up. That's why. Is it okay? I was hoping it was like a wire, a short wire. Nah, well, you're you know, dreaming. Uh, well, alternatively, it could be that the switch is bad. <laughs> okay. Have the oil pressure tested. Okay. When they verify the pressure is okay, mm-hmm. they can replace those two switches. Okay. And you can get them at the Volkswagen dealer. They're probably less than 10 bucks a piece. Okay. And, and you should pray for this result. Yeah, no kidding. Otherwise, it's going to be... Oh, otherwise, it's going to be no trip to Missoula. Here's the, here's the order in which you pray for things. Okay. <laughs> you, first, you pray that it's the one of these switches that's no good. Okay. Second, you pray that if it's not the switch, that the oil pressure is too high. Too high. Maybe. What would I do then if it then, was too high? Well, then you'd have to have them replace the oil pressure relief to, valve. Okay. Right. But you, and you, number three, you, which you don't pray for, but which will happen if the other two are not true, is the oil pressure is too low. Okay. In which case, either you've got to replace the oil pump or worse than that, the engine is fried. Mm. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be optimistic and say that I think it's the switch. 
Okay. But it would be nice to verify it because okay. it could be a couple of things which would definitely preclude driving to Missoula. Right. And, and send us a postcard from Bear Lake because <laughs> that's about as far as you're going to make it. <laughs> Okay, I'll send you one from Banff, Canada. <laughs> All right. See you, Naomi. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on. Hi, this is uh, John from Burlington. Burlington what? <laughs> Burlington, Massachusetts. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I didn't know anyone lived in Burlington. I thought they were just like malls in Burlington. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, an ethical relational car problem. Oh. Go, man. Well, I have a, a 94 Pontiac Grand Prix with 140,000 miles on it. And you want to sell it to your mother-in-law. I it would love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, the car runs great. It's mechanically impeccably kept. Mm -hmm. But the inside of the car is a mess. It has two or three pounds of sand in it, Dunkin' Donuts wrappers and cups and old newspapers, bodies. Everything is in that car. Who's been driving this car? You? Me. And like I said, everything, I love to keep it mechanically sound, but the rest, I really don't have much interest. Yeah. So I have a date coming up with a woman that I really like, oh. but she's a little bit on the classy side. And my, one side of my friends tell me that I should clean the car because she won't even go near it otherwise. Mm. And the other side of my mm. friends tell me that that would be somewhat dishonest and that she should just see me the way I am, which is a messy car. What else about you is uh, 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 distasteful? I mean, how's your house? Is it a mess? Uh, it's kind of the same. I keep it neat, but not real clean, but mechanically everything is attended to. <laughs> so your refrigerator works, <laughs> but you works. don't clean the refrigerator. No. Oh, how, how old are you, John? Uh, 38. You have not been married? No. Do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do whatever it takes. Yeah, I sell I, the car. Rent the car. Move <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Rent another apartment for the weekend. <laughs> I mean, this is this this is a real dilemma. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's a dilemma. Except we guys, we know what we we all we do. All yeah, we should sure do. We would all do the same thing. Yeah, we'd fumigate the car, clean up the house, and take three showers, and we would do anything <laughs> to right. make an impression. Okay. On this classy woman. Anything. Yeah, this may be your last chance. It might be. <laughs> on a more important note. And uh, sooner or later, she will find out that you misrepresented, but by then, it may be uh, all over right. anyway. It may be too late for her to, to dump you. So that's kind of a strategy. How's the hair doing? You got hair? I got good hair. Huh. You got a lot of it? Lots of it. I mean, I've got good hair where I got it, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have enough of it. So you have you have good quantity and quality. Yes. How's the physique? Uh, medium, you know, I'm a 38 year old guy. Average, your average guy. How did you? Would you describe yourself as cuddly? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. A, li a little bit less than cuddly, but a little bit more than svelte. When was the last date? Uh, uh, I met her at church last week and went to dinner. Oh, no, I mean, before her, when was the last date? Oh my was, God! What, what, tell us what administration, like Eisenhower, <laughs> <laughs> Nixon. I used to like Reagan. I thought he was the president. <laughs> so All right. wait, so when you went out the other last week, you didn't drive. No, I met her at the restaurant. Good thinking. Yeah. What does she drive? A Lexus. Oh, you're done for. <laughs> <laughs> you're done for. <laughs> Really? Jeez. And it's probably neat as a pin, I huh? mean, it, it oh, is an yeah. ethical dilemma. There's no question about it. But you know what you have to do, and you can tell all your friends. Right. You I have got, to. I got your ethics right You have here. to lie, <laughs> lie, and, and lie. Lie. Yeah. lie and lie. Yeah. You got it? It's my strategy is to get the deal done, and then she'll find out. She'll, sure. Oh, she's going to find out anyway. That's right. But But she ought to have a chance to see your good qualities first. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Because that will ameliorate the mess that's in your car. At some point, she'll be madly in love with you, and then you show her the car, and she'll say, Oh, my God! But it'll be and too late. Say, and then she'll be able to laugh at it. Right. She'll, she'll say, how, how, you know, how shallow I was to think that something like that was important to me. Yeah. Oh, that's and right. I, so she'll be the shallow one. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll just be the liar. 
yeah, that's it. Great. <laughs> well, John, yeah. good luck, and you, ha- you have you. to keep us posted. Okay. Good luck. Thanks for the advice. Remember, lie your butt off, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, look, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Yeah. Our esteemed producer is Doug, the subway fugitive, <laughs> not a slave to fashion, bongo boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug, the old gray mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor just back from the Siam, roast lamb, boiled ham, pickled spam, candy yam, minced clam, battered ram, quince jam, and candy gram grand slam is John Bugsy Lawler, who was supposed to be in, in, in the building today. No. He's here. Oh, my God. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our personal hygiene advisor from the Tokyo office is O. Tekashawa. Our Ralph Cramden impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Ahmed Ahmed. Our exhaust <laughs> manifold specialist is Manny Burns. Our videographer from the Tel Aviv office is Shlomo Replay. <laughs> Our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. <laughs> Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howell is Louis Dewey, known to the pigeons on cell phones in Harvard Square as Huey Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and of course, don't drive like my brother. And of course, don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of this show, which is number 731, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts, are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, get a free bumper sticker. That's right. At our new safe driving zone, you can request a free bumper sticker that says, Drive Now, Talk Later. I wanted it to say, would you drive any better if I took that cell phone and crammed ah! it? Oh, but that wouldn't fit on a bumper sticker, so it says drive now, talk later. <laughs> anyway, besides the free bumper sticker, you can share stories about knuckleheads on cell phones you've seen on the roads and learn the facts about cell phones and accidents. That's all week at the new safe driving zone at cartalk.com. of Dewey, Chittam, and Howe, and WBUR in Boston. And even though Ira Glass starts working on This American Resignation, <laughs> whenever he hears us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio.